everybody. Welcome to the Nakama Podcast, uh, the greatest anime podcast to ever exist. I'm uh, Houston, owner of a city in Texas, here to talk about uh, several exciting shows that have come out. Uh, and strangely enough, for the second time in a row, Guillermo del Toro will come up right? uh, with me. Yeah. I don't know why that keeps happening. Am I... Am I just the commentator on Guillermo del Toro ever since that angry rant last time? <laughs> um, here are the gentlemen that actually own the Nakama podcast. Yeah, I'm uh, just a guy. The the host, uh, I almost said Cruz Sal, and I'm joining you with Cruz. But the real reason that we have you back is because you wanted to do Call of the Night last season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We already did it before you even asked. Oh my like, god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was late. To, I was late to the party on that because I'd read the manga, but I hadn't seen the actual anime. And I gotta say, okay, if we're starting with that, let me just let me just go into it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. First of all, I've loved Slice of Life since I watched K on. Okay, so I've been on a Slice of Life. Any if it's if if that is in the description, I'm like you had my you have my att- interest now. You have my attention. God, the color purple. Yeah. Uh, my favorite color <laughs> it even like the, the main character is actually my favorite color purple like yeah. there are other characters of that show but the first character is the stars the night sky and the color purple just visually like the manga is enjoyable I loved yeah. it but like damn seeing the color in it really does change the yeah way that game. color and direction the art cinematography if that's even the right word for animation yeah, yeah. yeah. wow the only real kind of like if I had to like give any criticism of all is just that like the other characters that aren't you know Nazuna and Koa are somewhat forgettable yeah like in that I don't immediately remember their names so like they're not as important dude yeah the lanky arm girl I yeah. was watching it and like it's like the fourth episode the where they're sleeping together. yeah all three yeah. of them are sleeping yeah. together and I was like damn dude this girl has really long arms and then I'm laying in bed, and then I put my arms down. It's like, nope, never mind. I'm just dumb. That's it's about the, the yeah, length it's like, of my hey, arm. That, fi- finally, they anatomically correct it, and you're like, you're so not used to the way yeah. anatomically correct is supposed to, you know. Yeah, I thought she had like that weird thing where you have really long arms because again, it just caught me off guard. They're all laying down, and she puts her arm arm down, and just yeah. Like, what the fuck? Okay, I think what I really liked is there's a lot of different plots, and mm-hmm. like, okay, sure, some of the episodes are not like super awesome but enough of it was good and the two main characters okay individually they're not like stellar characters they're not like super like amazing characters but together they work really well i like the chemistry of the two characters even though you know the the main guy is your typical lonely sort of friendless but has friends but they're Mm -hmm. unforgettable friends they don't really matter i guess he doesn't really seem to care about yeah he doesn't really seem to care about them them up like a handful of times and then never sees them again Mm -hmm. i think the only thing that's like not relatable about it is the idea of like just wandering around a city at night i guess for americans that's probably like not a thing you would do i used to do that when i lived in san francisco i wouldn't advise it it's very well i used to do that where it's fun i used to do that where i'm from and i'm from the sticks so it's like they'll look at some trees and hear some animals and then end up disappearing on one of those weird mystery shows yeah i think that's that's how it was in utah for me like me and my stepbrother it's three in the morning let's go let's go get some mountain dew yeah, yeah. And, and like I think when you're in also like might... a major city, you can do that thing where it's like it's three in the morning and I want a donut. There's a place open. Let me just go. Yeah, you can't do that where I'm for like. Yeah, no. I'm like, I'll you can't go even do that here. I'll go hunt me a deer three in the. Yeah. <laughs> I need some jerky. <laughs> I need some jerky around noon. So let me do it now. I gotta start now. If I don't have that, I won't have lunch at noon. How am I gonna get through third <laughs> period math? <laughs> I didn't pass math. Anyway, <laughs> what am I talking about? 
Call of the night. Yeah, call of the night. Mm -hmm. So obviously I stand by and having now like watched it twice through main mm -hmm. character. And I've even seen it on Twitter. Cosplay bait. That 100%, is every, yes. like yeah. it's a great character design. It's pretty it's simple in a way to put together. Like a cosplayer could make that pretty easily. The wig is probably the only thing that they'd have to like mm -hmm. spend any cash on. The rest of it, I mean, you might even have that in your closet, like now. I think that is kind of a trend with a lot of more modern. I can't even say animes, just properties in general, because a lot of manga too. But like even with uh, Edge Runners, the cyberpunk one, I yeah. love that show. That that main character that was definitely designed a similar way, where it's like, all right, how how can I make something that is like kind of unique enough that it registers as a different character, but also cosplay the cosplayers out. Because if yeah. you can make your character something that can be cosplayed, that is like the promotion of the century. Of course, you know, I would say Rebecca, best girl and should have been chosen, but whatever. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's that's a whole other emotional roller coaster. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, Call of the Night, I will recommend it. Uh, I If you love Slice of Life, you're going to enjoy it. Yes, not Every episode is freaking Shakespeare amazing, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, slice of life. Look, I loved K-On, but I'm not going to say every episode was the most yeah. amazing thing or every issue of the month because it was originally just a four panel thing yeah. back in the day. So yeah, Call of the Night, uh, 100% amazingly animated. There are shots of that that I stopped just to look at everything. Yeah. Like the characters you, are great. Don't get me wrong, but like just the visual scenery around them is enticing. And then the outro that mm -hmm. like jazzy thing where they're all falling. Yeah, that's that's also, I would actually stop and watch the outro. There are a yeah. lot where I don't, where I'm like, okay, done. I would say most I skip, but I like yeah. that one. No, my, I think my favorite thing about Call of the Night, and I think the thing that might get people into it is, oddly enough, it does a really good job of quiet time. Like the moments where they're kind of just walking through the city and they're they're like talking but lightly mm -hmm. and there really isn't necessarily anything too crazy going on it's yeah. just two yeah, people yeah it's not that like, like an action packed yeah. crazy stuff happening it's just two people that like each other learning more about each other as they're going through the city and it's like okay this is calm yeah, yeah it's a very ch it's a chill anime yeah. you know you 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 could just watch it yeah. enjoy it's not there's not like that's why it's sort of hard to describe right now cuz mm -hmm. there's not a lot of like like every I wouldn't say every episode is necessarily self contained but there is sort of like this you can kind of pop in and out of it yeah it's, you'll it's, be fine it's not like a like a like a bleach where if yeah. you miss three episodes you have no idea what the story's even about or if about. you look away for 30 seconds you're like why are they wow. fighting there's five new characters i don't yeah. even know who these people are anymore yeah for for being a vampire anime <laughs> It's uh, it's also very calm on the vampire side. This is not yeah, like Vampire Hunter D or Blood. Yeah, that that was like one that. thing that kind of threw me off. Is like, is no one gonna like address the fact that there are vampires? Like, it seems yeah. like none of the characters are handling. They're, they're handling that surprisingly well. He finds out there's one vampire. My immediate thought would be like, how many are there? No, no. He's real, just rolling with yeah, it. Yeah, he's just like cool, a vampire. He tells his like. School friend that clearly likes him, like, this girl's a vampire, and she's like, really? That makes me a little bit uncomfortable, and then that's it? Like, no, like, no, like, oh, that's bullshit. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, are you on drugs, kid? Like, no, it's, oh, yeah, I believe this, and I'm not bothered at all. I'm yeah, only and mildly. Yeah, also, I'm still going to walk home alone or walk to school yeah, alone. Yeah, like, I'm not going to go to the gun store and be like, I better be packing. Or, like, even just, like, if I found that out, I'd be looking at, like, building tops all the time being like, oh, cool. I don't just have to worry about getting, like, stabbed by a homeless guy now. Now there might be a blood-sucking creature. My God. Uh, yeah, 100%. I would recommend it for if you like Slice of Life. If you're mm -hmm. not a Slice of Life person, i.e. if you 
if you d- d- if you could not enjoy K-On, you will not enjoy this. No, if if, if it's, I mean, it I don't know why I'm chill. comparing it to that. That's just like my go-to slice yeah. of life. It's chill. I would actually put it in in terms probably a little bit closer to. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was a slice of life like years ago called Suzuka. It's about this uh, girl who is like she runs track, and there's this dude that likes her, and so he decides to run track with her too. She doesn't like him. She's kind of annoyed. Uh, and then it turns out they wind up living close to each other in the same apartment building. Yeah, that and, like, sounds their familiar. their relationship starts to grow, but she's just kind of like an asshole the whole time. Yeah. This one feels that same way in that like there are a lot of those really long shots of like characters doing something, but it 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 is more so just relaxing than it is Yeah. a whole lot of actions being taken. Yeah, like it, yeah. it has that quality of it is kind of about nothing. I mean, yeah. it's about a vampire woman and a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting with this one, too, though, because, like, most of the time you see, like, a vampire thing, and it's, like, the the love interest is, like, a human who's really young, and then the, the vampire is, like, hundreds of years old and just yeah. looks like they're young. This vampire, I believe, is still about 20 years old. Like, relatively— I thought it was- 40. Maybe 40. Well, that's still like a human age. They're not like, I've been around like 600 years, you know? Yeah, because I think it was like in the 80s she turned into a vampire. And it's like, that's that's less old than my parents. That's still like for vampire age? Yeah, like that's 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 recent, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was a weird bit because normally it's like I'm 350 yeah. years old and it's like huh I'm from the medieval times yeah. I remember that stuff I personally met Charlemagne yeah whereas it's like this girl was this girl has not even been around long enough to remember either world war yeah like she wasn't even there like to a like requisite yeah like I feel, yeah we in our mind where every vampire has to have at least seen world war one mm-hmm. if they didn't see world war one does it even count like yeah why are you even a vampire but what are you doing she's new and that's weird but that makes sense. There's got to be new ones every now and then. You'd figure, yeah. Yeah. You guys keep saying that it's a slice of life. I would recommend this to um, young adults, teenagers that are kind of mm-hmm. going through the whole, oh, do I like this person? Do I not like this yeah, person? Yeah, that is true. Because that is yeah. something that is the main focus is not just he wants to be a vampire. He's going through the motions like what's stopping, you know, me being like, I like my friend. But do I love my friend? You know what? I don't kind of, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It has that quality that like if you're a young definitely... person who wants to have something that has maybe, I don't want to say guidance because you probably should shouldn't learn life from anime necessarily. There, yeah, there's some, there's some ways that could go wrong. Yeah. yeah, but this is definitely one where it does do a pretty good line where it's like, just because you have girlfriends doesn't mean they have to be your girlfriend. Yeah. Like, you can be friends with girls. You can be friends with dudes. And uh, so one thing that I did like about the show, because I did not like this show, I waited till the last second to try he to really finish did. it. He was watching it last night. Like, I think mm. I got all the way to episode 10, and then I was like, all right, now I'm going to go watch the other stuff. I didn't finish the last three, mm-hmm. but that was the, the the big takeaway of all of it is, uh, yeah, when you're a kid or young adult, you, you struggle with that line between, like, do I like this girl? Do I not like this girl? Do I just want to be friends? And Nothing I mean, more? And I think that's something that's, like, really important now because it seems like people struggle like more so than in the past to like mm-hmm. tell the difference between what is a friendship and what is like that kind of a relationship. Yeah. I mean, you even notice that with like when people comment on popular media, like two characters are in the same room, they must be dating or something. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think I just saw it this morning. There was like a meme where it's like from Pocahontas where it's like Pocahontas is standing next to this female character and John Smith is standing next to this male character. And it's like, oh, they had side like 
Or they just had friends. Maybe, yeah, maybe they I, have friends. I forgot. That's like the Mormon way of thinking when it's like two kids can't be alone together because they're gonna fuck. It's like, no, maybe they're just, you know, friends mm, hanging out. It, like This was also uh, an indicator to me that this kind of discussion has gone on for a really long time, like people mm-hmm. making those assumptions. Because C.S. Lewis, who made Chronicles of Narnia, that whole series in like the 50s, even has a quote where he says something to the effect of like, those of us who can't make a distinction between platonic friendship love Mm -hmm. and romantic love portray the fact that they probably don't have friends. Yeah, they kind of (laughs) reveal they've either never had friends or, you know, uh, haven't had friends in a while. Yeah, because like if you you can't understand that's a different kind of love, then perhaps it's because that's something that's also absent, which is true and also opened my eyes to the fact that, yeah, people have probably been like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a more recent thing because I think people just like, they're, they're okay, this is getting into sociology yeah. stuff for a second here before we go back into what are the other ones we're going to talk about? Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Ooh, the, the mech anime. Yes. Yeah. Um, something like the rate of people actually having friends and social connections has gone like way down since oh, yeah, the 60s. Sure, yeah. Like the, well, at least in America. I don't know what it's like in other countries, but definitely like in the Western world. I would world, imagine it's it, probably all over. Anywhere where like I guess technology is really mm-hmm. taken over, people have had less friends, so they're like they're not socialized that well to mm-hmm. like what is a friendship, mm-hmm. what is not a friendship. So uh, hey, if you're a little confused by that, and you're also a weeb and you love anime and you want to have a chill time, yeah. Call yeah. of the Night, highly recommend. Yeah, I went from sociology back into the anime. I'm go. like a pro here. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like I even have like, there are people that are full adults that I know who will regularly be like, man, it's really hard to make friends as an adult. And it's like, it's it's not. It's the same as when you were a kid. You yeah, you just, just talk to people. Yeah, That's how just, I met you guys. I was yeah. like, hey, you, you seem to be a weeb. Okay, we have a common yeah. interest. Let's go. Let's make this happen. And then, boom, we wound up drinking it, together at a party like last weekend. Yes. We? Just hella fun. Uh, I had you to use this. Yeah, who's yeah. this weeb? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. oh, my God. We made it awkward. Oh, oh geez. Yeah. Um, hey, um, it wasn't um, my party. I can't... In- I don't invite people to things that aren't mine. Yeah, like rude. that is awkward when you so invite, really, you bring. The problem here is Chris. <laughs> yeah, when, when, it, when it comes when it comes to parties, that is my rule. I'll only invite somebody that I am actually dating because yeah. if you bring just your buddy, and especially if they're not that guy's, like, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I don't know if you know Chris or not. But it was like, no, no he I invited oh. him to the show. I was like, you want to do this? And he was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. He's like, yeah, what's told your him name? About the show in the past, but like. I don't think I ever invited him. Yeah, he's oh, okay. like, my name's Christopher. I was like, all right, I got it, Chris. Yeah, and then Killer. he's just like, I guess, I guess it's Chris now. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I I have to call him by his last name because I'm just so used to like in professional meetings, I have to look like I'm I just very call him Chris all the time. Especially but when I also I'm, knew him before he when was I'm being observed in there. these meetings, and I have to look like I'm the leader of the meeting who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, Houston, call of the night. We watched. Well, you guys watched all of yeah. it. I watched okay. most of it from a scale to one to ten. Would you recommend to who? Not Peralta. I think she finished it. I don't think she liked it. Oh, oh my God, man! I'm gonna get fired just. I don't for think she finished it, but I do think she didn't like it. Yeah. I get like downrated on performance reviews for not <laughs> for like, oh, you like Call of the Night? I'm gonna have to say we're we're gonna have to work on that. No. Like, oh, <laughs> if that was Jesus. the case, then me and Chris would be out of a job. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. No, we do not agree with her. She, on a lot. I mean, that's a good thing. Her and Brittany like yeah. the same animes, which I thought, I thought was weird, but like, I think it's rare for her to like the ones that we like. Yeah. Okay. In fact, rare enough that I think the one time it happened, we made a thing about it on the show, being mm-hmm. like, "Wow, we all finally the ones. gotta have yeah. like a sound effect on the soundboard, like we got one." Yeah. So, what would you go, Houston? <sighs> this is the one you wanted to talk about. I'm gonna uh-huh. say I would. I would give it. I mean, it's not perfect. I give it a solid eight out of ten. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a 
it's a B. I give it a B on a, on a grade scale, man. It's it's good. It's enjoyable. The character is very cosplayable. I suspect. Well, I don't know if there's gonna be any more of it. It's definitely the kind of one where you could only have one season and you're you're good. Mm, so it, yeah. it could, you know, fade into the ether with time. Because you know, I'm not saying like Nazuna is the greatest character ever made, but like visually very good look. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a visually captivating. Yeah. I think the comparison last time when I mentioned it is. Look, has a lot of elements of Himiko Toga, Himiko Toga from, yeah. and that's basically everyone's best girl. And okay, maybe not everyone's, but like the most cosplayed mm-hmm. um, and obsessed over character from My Hero Academia. So I'm like, okay, has similar visual uh, quality. A lot of similar visual qualities, yeah. Um, probably okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a lot of enemies saying this. I'd say a better character, like maybe not a better character, but like. Nah, her her and Himiko are about even in my head in terms of like how they're written. I would say yeah. Himiko's there's more to her because it's just more there's more of an anime there. Yeah, but also Himiko is more of a cartoon. As yeah, a like yeah, Whereas, yeah, like Nizuna is like more of a real person. Yeah, there's so, like, more roundness to the character there. Call of the Night probably give it like a seven out of ten. Uh, I'm really big into just slice of life stuff. Mm-hmm. I do like that this one does play with that theme of like the difference between love and friendship and they have that whole thing too where like every night he's like oh yeah suck my blood so i can turn into a vampire and every night he's like what but i thought i loved you like i thought that was a really good theme because yeah because i think a lot of people also make the mistake of not understanding the difference yeah Mm -hmm. um but i don't think there's necessarily enough there there for like another season, yeah, I think like self-contained as what it is, it, it is good. I think honestly, if if anything, it might even be a mistake to make more of it because mm-hmm. like we're, I mean, yeah, you could do a lot of stuff, but you'd run into that like what is it like the Simpsons problem where you're just going to be doing like zanier and zanier stuff yeah, as you run it, out of ideas, and it's like it's a pretty basic plot. At some point, it's going to realize yes, no, love, yeah. not love. Eventually, you can only drag that yeah, out so it'll, long. It'll just become about something that it didn't start off as. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's good for what it is. Um, if they were gonna do a follow up, I think the only thing that you can really do is do a similar thing with different characters. Yeah. Because I I think at the end of it too, I don't necessarily want to know the actual. Yeah, you know what happened. Yeah, I'm with not them. like. Yeah, that is a thing. I came away not going like I I I gotta know did it work out for them or not. Yeah. Like I actually was just like you know I'm fine with this. This is a cool story. Yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. I think the only reason why I would give it like a seven out of ten is in about two years time it yeah, might be one of those will. shows where like someone brings it up and i'm like oh yeah that was a good one but i don't act yeah I, i'm not gonna I, I will admit i'm probably not gonna remember yeah. it forever like i think in a year or two i'll be like oh like if i see a cosplayer like oh yeah, yeah. but other than that i'm probably gonna be like oh it'll it might even be something i rewatch in like three years time yeah when i remember that it's a thing but uh i don't see myself Holding it in the front of my mind. I'll keep it in the list of like, Mm -hmm. if I, you know, bringing a girl over, like, we're going to watch this. This will be, this is a test. Mm -hmm. If you like this, you stay. If you don't, get out. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this one was like a solid six. Didn't like, didn't enjoy it continuing to watch it. I just, again, I did like how it brings up the, this is a friend. This is not a friend. Maybe I I, I thought I was into this person. I guess I ain't. Yeah. Mm recommend this to, to again teenagers and young adults who haven't quite figured that yeah. part out yet mm-hmm. i mean I, I think i would recommend it to more people than just that because yeah like, there are adults who yeah. there are full-grown adults who probably need that lesson yeah like like fucking i'm an adult 
who is married, who has a bunch of friends, and I still enjoyed this because I can put myself in the shoes of when I was 14, 15 and had none of yeah, that. Yeah, when you're, when you're working <laughs> on that project. a little bit with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, oh, the good old days. Well, those weren't actually. The not I, great yeah, times. Yeah, those, those times weren't as great as I thought they were. <laughs> yeah. So who wants to talk about, who wants to give the synopsis for Urusei Yatsuda? Because I can do that, or do you want to do that? Do you? Uh, I, I could. St- I'll try in one sentence. Do you right. guys are barely starting to talk about the anime you watched. What were you doing this whole time? No, we talked about Call of the Night. That, yeah, that, no, that was that a lot. Was other that was, yeah, but that's top we're, billing. We're on number two, not yeah. number. Yeah. Know. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll I'll say this one. Uh, if I could summarize it in a sentence, do you want to marry an alien oni? Yeah. And the answer apparently was no. For. a good chunk that I because I didn't I wasn't able to watch it the whole way through yeah. but my first takeaway was what the hell is going on first episode I like immediately I first was like oh there's these aliens that are going to invade and then it jump cuts and he gets knocked off a bridge and I'm like okay wait and so I stopped for a second they're like wait did I click the wrong what what's going on it feels like it just cut to the did mm-hmm. I click a link accidentally or something like why am I it looks like the same characters. This looks right, the same style, but I'm like, what happened? So it was kind of jarring that way. But um, yeah. he has the competition for some reason. The 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 Oni aliens that are called Oni and look vaguely like Oni, uh, of course, uh, pick a useless <laughs> Japanese teenager to fight for mankind, controlling Earth still. So what, is are, it... what are some other plot points I could? I'm missing here. There's a girl he likes. Is it safe to say that neither of you guys saw the original Urusei Yatsuda? No, I did not. No, I did not. The 80s Urusei Yatsuda. Because the reason why I was really excited for this one was because it was a reboot of something that I used to watch the shit out of when I was a kid. We had like the VHSs and everything. So I guess guess the other plot points that you're missing, uh, the reason why they pick him is because they leave it up to a computer. To pick a random person. Oh, right. Yeah, there was a computer. And he is picked by a computer at random because he's the unluckiest person. And that's the reason why a lot of what happens in the story happens to him. Yeah. It's because he has this, like, he's basically cursed to be the most unlucky person ever. Uh, Oh, also, one thing I want to say. Urusei Yatsura. This is just a fun fact. That is, so two words in Japanese. It's actually supposed to be Urusai, but... It's a pun. They uh, for the second half of the word urusai, they use the kanji for the word star, and urusai okay. means like obnoxious or annoying. And then yatsura is just like a informal way of referring to a group of people. Okay, and so, so annoying star people. Yeah, basically it's annoying aliens. Yeah, is what they it's called. definitely strike that. They yep. nailed it. Lum uh, or Lumi? No, Lum. Lum. Yeah, Lum, right. the 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 uh, Oni is uh, likable enough of a character. Yeah. Obviously, getting uh, managed to grab her horn. What I I part of me thought that was the way it was gonna go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I feel like that's something. As I watched this, I'm like, yeah, that is gonna be the way we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. As soon as it happened, I was like, knew it. That's gonna be the strategy, the fan service for everybody. That is what the original one was known for too. Was just like. I mean, it's a it's a girl with green hair, horns in a like a yeah, tiger it, bikini the entire time. Yeah. So um, no, the, yeah, it's super fan servicey. So they play a game of tag to yeah. determine who wins the earth. 
Got it. And I, yeah. uh, I, I at, a, at a moment, I was like, okay, this is very silly and fan servicey. I'm in. We'll just, we'll just, we'll watch as much <laughs> as I can. You know, we'll yeah. go through. Um, that girl he's attracted to originally yeah, that Shinobu, eventually yeah. no longer is that interested. I didn't like that character so much. I was kind of like, dude, what? You got the alien. I feel like that's the best you're going to like, dude, look at the way your life is going, man. You should just be happy with what you got. Like, this seems like this is an absolute win. I don't know why you're like complaining. You've got an alien wife. You know, uh, I feel like you've you've really won the lottery, to be perfectly honest. You Mm -hmm. should probably be stoked. Um, that other girl. It's like the luckiest thing that's happened to him so far. <laughs> yeah, like straight up. That is, you you rolled a natural 20 on that one. You know, you didn't intend it, but you won. Uh, and he's not happy. So that's the part that frustrated me about the main, but then again, the main male characters are always like, uh, okay. Yeah, they you're... have to be stupid for the plot to go forward, I guess. Yeah, like even in Call of the Night, like mm-hmm. make it like, okay, you're kind of dumb. Got it. Not as dumb as this one, but it was still great. It was funny. It was enjoyable. I'll pro- I am going to finish it. I yes, am going to finish it and probably go back and watch what you're talking about. Because now that you described the character and I think back, I was like, I have seen that character in memes. Yes, yes. The original tiger print bikini green hair. Well, one of the things uh, recently, well, I would say, I say recently, but more like four or five years ago, that show popped up uh, or gained popularity again for a moment was someone had released the like it was like the italian version of the theme song and the italian version of the theme song from the 80s show was a fucking banger the only problem was no one knew who wrote it who like what oh my god it's like a mystery yeah so there was like justin wang did a video on it it was just like a whole community is being like where does this song come from was it made for the show was it made at like where's that band why aren't they coming forward man like much yeah and so there was like a big like hunt through the internet for like who fucking wrote the song? Because, you know, even as an American, don't know what the fuck they're saying. People were still digging the, like the way it sounded. And so it was like, can we find some of this band's other music? Because their other music's probably really good, too. It turns out that's it. That was it the was only song like, that was yeah, good. Like a handful of people being like, I really like this song. Let me see what the band, you know, what other songs they've done. And then realizing there is no band. So who the fuck put this? Yeah, who made and this? And it just naturally grew into this bigger thing. So It's um, a conspiracy. Yeah. The EU's hiding this. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that played a little bit of a part, that spike in interest again, played a little bit of a part in the people who put this together being like, hmm, maybe there's enough interest. Yeah, maybe we to, can redo that. Well, you know, it's been a long time since... God, has there been any, anything quite like this in a while? I can't think of it. But. No, and I think even the last Udusei Yatsuda movie came out like early 2000s. So even for this property, it's yeah. been a while. So yeah, sometimes you can. Of course, you know, I, I have a, I have a strong dislike or not dislike, but like re, reboot, remake mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, strong opinions. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't able to get through all of it, but... Mm-hmm. A, that was partly time, and B, because, you know, there were the other ones that I'm like, okay, I got to do this, I got to do this, and interest capture, Mm -hmm. you know, gravitates towards other ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, who doesn't love fan service? It's it's, it's enjoyable. It's, oh, he doesn't? Okay. (laughs) Well, man, um, I got to go. (sighs) Yeah, that's one of the things me and Sal will will argue about is, or not argue, but disagree on, is like, for me, I think as long as the property presents itself as something that is clearly going to be fan servicey, then it's fine if it's yeah within within reason and also yeah. like if it if it's if it fits the like okay if you're watching 
If you see something called High School DxD, you know what you're getting. You know what this is about. You know what ride you're on. Whereas, you're like, on when it. you get, like, those little bits of fan service with the Misa Amane character in, like, the second half of Death Note, you're like, why? The, 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 the mandatory beach episode, no matter what is going <laughs> yeah, it's just on. So it's like, why is this a thing? But if it's, like, if it's like this, where, like, the title fucking screen is an alien girl in a tiger striped yeah. bikini, I'm like, like you okay. know where you're going. I know where uh, you know. Going. Yeah. Darling in the Franks. Even Fra if I hadn't seen it before, you know. Darling in the Franks, I knew where, like, yeah. what, what this is. Like, okay, this is clearly the Japanese government is trying to convince its young people, like, make kids. Well, yeah, or... everything in that anime was an allegory for fucking. <laughs> Prime Minister Abe, like, literally called up, like, we need you to mm -hmm. make something. I genuinely, I've heard that, like, joking as, like, a joking conspiracy on the internet. Yeah, no. I genuinely do not think that that is that far out of the realm of possibility for them to go you know what we're having this problem even though I suspect it's fake it's uh, Spy X family I've seen some stuff where it's like Ace right? Face he's like hey what didn't that look enjoyable you know what would be crazy it, is if you did that is it do it now a wife and a child so fucking cool there's a picture of like Shinzo Abe with a gun like I'm no longer asking <laughs> <laughs> Yep. R.I.P. Shinzo Abe. Yeah. This. Uh, the sound. Oh, that's right. right. Oh. Oh man. I. I completely forgot. F in the chat. Can we get an F in the chat? <laughs> F in the chat. I didn't like it. They didn't dislike it. It was okay. Tonally, uh, I don't know if you guys got the same thing for me, and it was something that I got from the original too. Tonally, it kind of reminds me of like the the goofier parts of Dragon Ball. Yeah. Yeah. It even mm -hmm. kind of looks like it a little kind of zany. Well, yeah. I mean, it's from this. The, the original is from the same era, yeah. and I did like with the remake because, like, I would say most remakes they always update the art style. Yeah, like, they definitely did. The Fruits Basket. They redid the art style. This one, they didn't. Yeah, they kept it. That was the actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, that is something I noticed. Is like, wow, this kind of like reminds me of the past. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I feel like I'm watching something from back in the day. This is great. It looks like a like a '80s anime. Yeah. No, it's just the animation quality is better. Yeah. But the character design and the environment design are still very much like like 1985. Thought it was alright. Didn't didn't hate it. Didn't like it. If you had to rate it out of ten, what would you say and who would you recommend? It like to? a fucking three. Okay. Who would you recommend it to? To, I don't know, babies. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I Harsh thought, words I are spoken. Okay. I liked it a lot. Give it like a, like a nine. And I would recommend it to people who are If you like SpongeBob, like I feel like this is it. Actually, that's not a terrible thing either. I feel like, yeah, some people. Yeah, could. I'd even say it's like meme worthy I, at times. I would times. say adults who like SpongeBob or liked SpongeBob as a kid would probably like this one too. God, I don't want to do the same rating again. I'll say 8.5 just because it has longevity. You can have the same rating. Yeah, it's fine. yeah. okay. It's basically it's all, almost like Call of the Night in the same rating. Yeah, eight, but like for different reasons. Mainly because I think this thing could have way more longevity. Like 100. Yeah. You can get so many episodes out of. This yeah, thing. you could you you could run this train for a while. Whereas you know, Call of the Night, it's an eight now and it'll stay an eight. But it's basically something I'll have to see a cosplay or an image to remember in a couple mm -hmm. of years. Yeah, no. I, in fact, that's the reason why when you said, oh, for people who like SpongeBob, because similar to SpongeBob, where you can kind of just keep going until you run it into the ground. Yeah, until straight up mm -hmm. wheels come off the train. I think yeah. I would like this if it was had a good dubbing, then that, that four See, would be like... Dub. Would just oh. go to like a six, where she's like, oh, "I'll just throw this on, like I, look yeah. up. Oh, they're they're hugging. The two dudes are hugging. That's funny." Yeah. So Peralta has final word. She puts, "Planet Earth is being invaded, and they decided over 
<laughs> a game of tag by random cho randomly choosing a non-achieving male protagonist. Clearly Earth wins because the guy is a crazy pervert and the story becomes a relationship builder into a marriage of an invader and a male human. Where will mankind fall? It's a funny storyline but unlikely for me to continue due to the lack of accessibility and I find the character stupid. It is a 4 out of 10. So me and Proto had the same. The I mean I can agree with yeah, a lot of yeah. that but like I could enjoy it for, I guess I'm just more willing to like, you know what, I'm, I'm already in, let's just watch it. I'm having a good time, I don't care, yeah. whatever. I think for me it's just like, I agree with all of that, and but like some of those are reasons why I like it. The character's stupid, I like that. Facts. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show so far, consider joining the community on Patreon. Patreon community members get access to episodes earlier and uncut. The Patreon edition of this episode includes an extra half hour of content full of fun moments and a discussion about the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror parody of Death Note. Members also get access to videos ahead of their release, Patreon-exclusive bonus shows, and special roles in our Discord community, where they can suggest upcoming content and join the conversation after each episode airs. And of course, we'd love to shout you out with our other patrons on the show. And if you can't support the show on Patreon, no worries. Just leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and maybe write a few kind words. Spreading the word on social media is also a big help. Now. Back to the show. Moving on to Gundam, which Gundam. from Mercury. I love Gundams. I don't know why I whispered that because this I felt like it has like tension to it, but I love mechs. Fuck yeah, um, dude. Me mech, mech animes, even if they're not that good, I will still love them. Like, okay, going back to it, the the baby making propaganda that is Darling in the Franks. Mm -hmm. Loved it because I had mechs. I was like, mechs, mm -hmm. yes. I don't care if the ending's stupid. I still love it. Um, no, which for Mercury, like, I think you have the same opinion where I started watching it and I was like, all right, sure, it's Gundam. I'll put it on. And then things just started happening. And then I was like, fuck, this is cool. And then I just sort of. Yeah, I just kept going. Yeah. So... The first episode, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of like dark and tense. And I was like, oh, this is this is I had a feeling like is this like a wreck of seven. I'm just going to be like gut punched every other episode by like sadness. And then it turned into another type of mech anime. So like in many ways it was speed running through like everything that happens mm -hmm. in a mech anime, which works and actually no, for them it does work, but yep. a lot of animes, like they, 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 there were many times where I was like, this almost doesn't work, but then I'm like, That's how oh. I felt about, um, there was an anime that we saw a while ago that was also an, an anime or a mech type thing, uh, Sakugan, Sakin Gun. Do you remember mm -hmm. that one? Oh yeah, the, the, the rest one. The, mm -hmm. the things that I didn't like about it were like when it tried to go through sort of the the general arc. You see, it did feel like it missed sometimes. This one, I feel like, doesn't. I think Sal, though, what you were trying to say was we should probably get the plot out oh. of the way. Yeah, so I was trying to say. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to say it? Yeah, it's spill spill the plot because I, yeah, for me it's almost hard to describe. Let me see here. How would I parse it? So it's Gundam, right? Yeah. There are these giant robots that they used to fight. Initially, you're sort of deposited on this. I think it's like a comet, right? That no, it's a, it's a it's an orbital asteroid space station. Yeah, thing. they're stationed on this thing that I presume they're mining from. And there is a little four-year-old girl named Aerie, and then her two parents. And because every Gundam series is like a political allegory for yeah. something, this one revolves around a portion of the government taking over and deciding that no, these Gundams can't be a thing anymore. We're gonna get rid of all of them because life should be taken by another human. Like, like if you're going to die, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be by the hands of a robot. Uh, yeah. Even though it may be more efficient, there is something inhumane about that. Yeah. Now, the person saying this also manages to 
find a way to parse that statement in, I think, the most aggressively terrible way possible. Because, to be honest, I don't necessarily disagree with that sentiment. I think, you know, there there is... It was an interesting some... sentiment, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, I mean, you, you, in that episode, the very first one, you're using guns to kill yeah. people. That's using a mechanical device, you know? You're not yeah. like... like... Like, yeah, because really the difference there is... Uh, you're using a drone instead of using a gun, but the drone uses a gun too. Yeah, like, okay, so, got it. I understand the sentiment that he was going for of this is an unfair advantage uh, and war shouldn't be like that. But that speech is sort of juxtaposed with him. When he's making the speech, they're already making the action to do this. And so on this comet or asteroid, this orbital space station that this family is on, his sort of government troops are going through and mowing down everybody yeah people are dying left and right and the little girl whose parents work on sort of an experimental system the, for new gundams yeah or i guess they were just calling them guns no g-u-n-d yeah. pla- like apparently that was like the basis for this technology was yeah. something because this is basically showing i don't know i'm assuming it's a completely different timeline but this is basically showing the inception of what a Gundam is, is of yeah. what we know them to be now. I mean, they are, in effect, still Gundams, the older things. But um, these ones have sort of a bionic connection to a person. the pilot. Yeah. So classic Gundam. Yeah. And so you're going from what is basically just like a, a regular mech that does regular shit to something that is bonded to you as a person. And they, the scientist lady who is the mother of the child was able to do that because she has like a robot arm Mm -hmm. that was given to her by her mentor anyway it's basically just that it's just a bunch of government troops going in to murder a bunch of people and destroy gundams as a thing Mm -hmm. but they're met with a new kind of gundam which is also the old kind of gundam that we know yeah but they didn't exist yet it's a kind of a clumsy explanation of what's going on because it does rely on you knowing what Gundam is. Yeah, you can't, well... I think maybe that's a little bit of a fault for this show is you do need to know what a Gundam is to understand I'll, the difference between... I'll defend that choice only yeah. on the grounds that I kind of feel like if you're watching this, you're watching, yeah, you, 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 you know what a Gundam, Gundam is. Yeah. You have a clue at this point. I think you could count on like one hand the number of people who are going to watch this yeah. show who don't know what a Gundam is. Yeah. But if you if you were someone who didn't know what a Gundam is, I could see you being like, "Wait, so why is it important that we All have them... these robots and not these robots and why are these robots different?" I mean, that is a difficult explanation to yeah. to parse. I mean, the basic difference is, as far as I can tell, is, like, one bonds you bionically mm-hmm. and the other is, like, just a robot you pilot. Yeah. One of them is... It's like an Iron Man suit. If you use it yeah. too aggressively, and the other one is a car yeah. with guns on it. So, it's um, like the difference between the Iron Man suit and... A tank? Yeah. Or, yeah. no, the, maybe the Iron Man... Does Iron Man suit... Bond? I'm not a Marvel guy. I'm sorry, Marvel uh, people. There is uh. a version of the suit called the Extremist suit, yes, where it is bonded to him directly. Okay. Hey, that actually comes I thought, out I thought, of Okay, so yeah, it's gross. like the difference between a tank and... God, even you, had, even you must have seen Pacific Rim or something. Come yeah. on, damn it. You got to know what this is. Yeah, these are basically the... Well, I mean, that is what Gundam yeah. was before Pacific Rim was. Yeah. You had to bond well, I'm just like, pilot. if you're like some American doesn't even know what anime is, for some reason you're going to watch this specific yeah. show, which is, is somewhat obscure. Rim, kind of. You know. 
but basically it revolves around there's this big attack the mom and the daughter fuck off in the new prototype Gundam they, they and the built. happy birthday song is like oh shit that was sad I was like oh getting some Eureka 7 going on here uh-huh. <laughs> thank you I needed that and then the, the the rest of the series picks up with that same little girl uh, at like an academy for pilots, pilots. of these things yeah, yeah. And then there's this dynamic between like Earth dwellers and the non-Earth dwellers. That's kind of like weird space racism going on. Which you which you gotta have in it your makes space sense show, though, you know? right? Because like I think when you get to that point, yeah, you stop discriminating uh, people based on race, and you start discriminating based off of what planet they're from. Yeah, you know, you're just like you can have a black guy next to you, and you're not gonna be weird about the fact that he's black, but you might be weird about the fact that he's from Mars. Absolutely, and you can't, you can't, you can't trust those Martians. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like okay, I guess, but um, I mean, yeah, it's it's just about this girl. Uh, she goes into a duel against this dude who, to her knowledge, is just being a dick. Yeah, she the the, the high school, the classic high school bully yeah. in the in the in the high school arc of the of the mech anime. Yeah, she doesn't understand like what's going on with him and the girl she's kind of defending. She just understands that he's an asshole and she wants to put him in his place with her Gundam. Yeah, and then she does it and realizes he was the fiance of the girl that she was defending. Sa- saved that in that saved. one episode. Yeah. Well, the, the girl annoyed slash saved. Yeah, and now that she's defeated him. Uh, she's now technically her fiance instead. Yeah, that part I was like, okay, th- th- they've, we've got we got a romance. They're yeah. they're ro- rolling with the Yuri now. We got I it did, all. I did okay. like that moment too, where where she's like, why why are my clothes different? Because they just kind of change on her, and she's like, that those are the clothes of my fiance, uh, which means you're my fiance now. And she's like, but we're both girls. And she's like, wow, where you're from's real conservative, huh? Yeah, I was like. <laughs> You're in space now. Just roll with it. You yeah, know? it's just like they don't have gay people where you come from. But then I think about it, and there's like 16 people on that rock, so they probably yeah, don't like have that. Gay statistically, they, they probably don't actually. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is straight up a girl who grew up not knowing what gay people were. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't know about that one. But goddamn, the action in this one kicks. God, out. yes. I mean, yeah, there's some of the fights. They're, they're great, and I'll, I'll I'll admit, like, okay. Laser spam, got it. But it yeah. looks so cool. And also, just from I don't know if you got this, Sal, but from the angle of I really like putting gun model Gundams together. Yeah, there were a few of them there where it was like I was I was watching. I wish I, I had was that. Thinking like, is that a kit already, and can I buy it? Yeah, like where where's sorry bank account? You you yeah. had a good run, but it's it's over now. Because even like the shitty dude's mech, I immediately as soon as I said, I was like, I want to build that. Yeah, didn't like it. Oh, gee, we're striking there, out. There was no, this is a lot of L's that we're there stacking. There was no Zaku's anywhere. Oh, my God. I forgot that Zaku's your favorite. It was, it was okay. There's no Zaku's in there so far. And yeah, so far. You've only seen the first three, right? Yep. Zero, one, and two? Yep, zero, one, and two. So, I mean, you don't know. There might be Zaku's I later. mean, you guys have watched what is out right now yeah. and then if you guys are saying there's a Zaku in there well and I then don't want to give away too much and then the direction plus I haven't seen, seen all of them I've only seen the first like five or six and the direction that they're going where like you're saying that they're trying to get rid of Gundams why would they keep Zaku's around when that was the most mass produced well because the Gundams. direction of what's going on right here right 
the the robots you're seeing at the beginning are not like I'm referring to them as Gundams because they're effectively Gundams, but they're in their universe not considered Gundams. Yeah, they just the look like first miners. Gundam that they build is the one that they take off in. Yeah, that's that's the, the first one that bio yeah. biologically attaches to you. Yeah, um, from their perspective, that is the first Gundam ever because it was like a gunned arm. And then at a certain point, someone goes, gunned arm, gunned arm, Gundam. Yeah, I'm not saying stupid, gunned arm. That sounds – gunned arm. I'm not saying that. We'll say Gundam. That's yeah. more fun to say. Yeah, it was um, very much that moment of like – you know, it reminds me of like those movies where like someone says the title in the movie. And the yeah. It's like, oh, he said Spider-Man too. Oh, that iceberg is Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's why they call it that. <laughs> Brittany hates when they do that shit. I love when they do that shit. It takes me out of the movie, but I love when they do that shit. I love there's this Twitter account that does edits of things that adds that in there. Yes. There's one where it's like, gosh, I hope there's no, this interaction doesn't leave any fallout between us. Fallout New Vegas. And then he just shoots you. <laughs> I, want, I got the mod that makes that the line. And I was like, yes, I'll replay it just for that. Yeah, but no, I'm... they very much have that moment in the show. Thought it was all right. I don't like Gundam anime. I just like to put them together. That's fair. They are cool. Okay. Yeah, I I enjoy uh, mechs and Gundams uh, ever since Gurren Lagann. That was the first uh, mech that I actually like watched, watched, and then mm -hmm. I went back and obviously you got to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion because you're legal legally you're required. This is yeah, the Constitution. Even you can argue that that's not a mech anime, but yeah, yeah, you're constitutionally you're required. That's in the it's one of the amendments down there. Not a lot of people have read that one, but it's in there. I don't know why they wrote that in 1776, but they included it. They knew they had the foresight. That's why they're the founding fathers. Um, <laughs> they saw that coming. I loved it. I will wait. Has anybody gotten like all the way through? No. Okay. So the, I will spoil slightly the Gundam thing comes back. There is like a secret project where they realize actually surprised. these things are super useful. We should actually start I, making them. Yeah. I figured yeah. that would be where it would go. Yeah. yeah. Like it's going to, it's going to turn out some of those shady corporate dudes are, are uh, yeah, shady corporate dude. Who saw that coming? <laughs> oh no. Basically space British East India companies. Evil. Damn. Right? Uh, I do think that's one of the things that I, I would knock this for more than I would give it a point. Like all Gundam things, it does try to do, you know, there's always a political message. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having a political message. But this one is so obviously. It, it punches like, you in the face with it. There's, there's like the bad guys who have the bad opinions yeah. and then the good guys who have the good opinions. Whereas like older Gundam, like Gundam Wing did a pretty good job of showing you the good guys are not that good and the bad guys are for their people the good guys yeah you understand why they're doing what they're doing it's just if you put your hands or if you put your shoes in in the their feet in the shoes of the other people you understand why they're yeah it's a little bit more nuanced in that way whereas this one is just straight up like Picket line. These guys are bad. Yeah. De okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll admit the writing, writing quality isn't quite like Shakespeare in that that respect. Yeah. But then again, that's become like a problem in all media. It's just the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, I'd say like the last decade, there's been that where like it's very hard for people to write bad characters that are sort of good. Mm -hmm. Or at least you can understand what they're about and good characters that are when they do it, they make them like anti heroes mm -hmm. and that's gotten really tiring, like yeah, to be perfectly it honest. Yeah. It it's it's gotten annoying where like I guess going oh god, this is the second time also this is the second time also I'm gonna talk about Lord of the Rings, because yeah. that's my go to. Like 
Frodo is obviously a good guy. Yeah. He's not like a superhero who's going to right the wrongs of the world. He's just a regular dude. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do the right thing to get rid of this clearly evil object that I now have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been given a task, going to fulfill it. And yeah, he gets corrupted at the end and needs some help from Smeagol, apparently, to actually get the ring taken care of. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there definitely was that sort of heavy-handed, okay, got the message. You don't need to keep saying it over and over again. Please, please mm-hmm. leave me alone with this. Let me enjoy the laser smash battle. That was possibly the only negative I got out of it. Yeah, I would. there are very few things about this that I think were mishandled. This uh, show gives me the To Your Eternity vibes where the zero episode was real yes. good. And then one and two is just kind of eh. Definitely there was a jarring like tone change. And that's change. why mm-hmm. I thought it was very eh. Yeah. Because again, the first episode, the zero was like, this could have been continuing. That would have been badass. I, yeah. Cause and I, then one and two, I was just like, oh, they're just in school now. That's that's. I cool. do think they set up this expectation that like this government group is really overtly going to be like destroying a bunch of things and you're going to get to see that and you get to see it when it first starts and then it gets sidelined for like five episodes. Yeah, you got to you got to ride the train. Mm-hmm. The, you got to ride it the whole way through to start yeah. getting like the okay, this is the plot that's been going on in the background since then. Mm. Yeah, because it does start to pop up later. Yeah, but I think it establishes an, an intensity that initially it doesn't follow through with. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, for the first episode, it was enough to make me go, okay, I do want to know what's yeah, going on yeah. here. Like uh-huh. I need to know what, where, when, why, how, what, because I was at first kind of confused by the fact, oh, this is the first Gundam ever. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. Now I know. So I was invested enough that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch the whole thing. That I need to distract myself. It's been a stressful week. I need to have some fun. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do this. You know, if I watch this while while uh, you know you know look at look, looking at looking at them papers, maybe the grades will go up. I don't know. <laughs> So final thoughts so we can continue on to the I'll say, I'll say 9 out of 10. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. The Damn. only reason I give it down is that, okay, the political messaging is too overt, but I can kind of ignore that. I'm yeah. like, whatever, fine. I'm not here for the political messaging. I know what the political messaging of every mech anime usually, every Gundam mech usually is. Um, yeah. They're pretty, not a lot of them are very Shakespearean about it. You know, their message is pretty clear as to who's evil or not, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd probably say the same thing. Now, one thing I will say, too, Gundam as a political messaging, like, tool has always been pretty representative of the time that it came out. Like, yeah. And I think that's the reason why maybe we don't necessarily see a lot of nuance in this one is maybe because we don't necessarily see a lot of nuance in general. Yeah, anymore. like, things are pretty st- – uh, well, it's hard. To, I don't know what, what's going on over in Japan. I cannot, like, comment yeah. on their things. But I could say, like, yeah, if you're in America, things are pretty stark and polarized. People really don't mm-hmm. like each other. So, so maybe that's may- more of what we're seeing yeah. in that. So I'll, I'll give it that. We're on um, the verge of a nuclear exchange somehow yeah. again. Oops. I'd probably give this one like uh, like a seven because <sighs> only because I was fed. Here's how crazy cool it is, and then that got like sidelined a little bit. I think if mm-hmm. if we had pulled more of that into like a B plot that was yeah. a little bit more direct, maybe. Then I, I think I just love like any nine. like everything about mech an- mech or Gundam mm. animes that I will ro- I'll roll with it. Like I'm like, oh cool, now there's a high school arc. Oh, they're high yeah. school for for mech pilots. I'm in. I'm in. Oh yeah. man, there's there's robots shooting stuff. I'm in. Like yeah. for me, giant robots. I'm like, yep, I'm invested. Let's go. I will I will I will roll with this till the end. And I think it did do a good job in that first episode of planting like a seed of okay, now I need to know what's going on. Like yeah. I have to know. Give a episode zero like an eight. And then one and two, like a four. That's fair. So it averages out to like a six. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, no. If if you keep riding the train, like like it goes yeah, up, it'll it dip back, it'll dip mm-hmm. down, and then it goes, it, it'll level back out. Yeah. I I think by the time I got to the end, I was like, you know, this is a nine. I enjoyed the ride. If I had stopped at three, four, or five, I would have like, okay, this was like mid. This mm-hmm. is a solid mm-hmm. six. Pearl to put the last time I watched an episode of Gundam was a long time ago. This was good for a newbie like me. All I wanted to do was build one, but the show had a very strong woman run. This vibe. Had a very strong woman run this very, vibe. Very strong women run this vibe. Yes. Okay. Women run this vibe. And I like that. Corruption, egos, and power. It definitely has the typical slice of life in high school with Gundams. So it's a win for both hobbies. I will finish the series and, and give it a 7 out of 10. Oh, Not too sure where the story is going, but it's intriguing. You're going to like it, Peralta. Just throwing it out there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she'll like it going forward then. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about the Guillermo del Toro series that he has finally made. Yeah, Cabinet uh, of Curiosities. Uh, for those of you who uh, heard the beginning and you're not just you didn't just skip the intro, you know that I've had strong feelings about Guillermo del Toro's choices mm-hmm. over 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 time. So so we're, we're, we're I guess we're gonna we're the thing we're gonna decide is if I feel like he's redeemed himself and the redemption arc is complete, or mm-hmm. if he has continued to fail me. I liked the episode. The first one was pretty interesting. It had a good plot. He was faithful enough to uh, Witch House, that episode. And that's the sole reason is like, oh, I recognize that. Maybe he's redeeming himself from his failure to make Mountains of Madness. You and I have opposing opinions well, on Dreams in the Witch House. It, see. it was it was all right. I'm yeah. not going to say it was like the best rendition mm-hmm. of it, but it's like, okay, he's going in the direction I originally wanted him to. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I was just happy that it's like, okay, good boy, you're trying to do the trick that I want. I want mm-hmm. you to make At the Mountains of Madness because I'll, I have to hand it to Guillermo del Toro. Very good production. Like, Fuck yeah. He's, um, he's very inventive in the way he approaches things. He probably shouldn't be trusted to um, necessarily like write everything or have like a strong say in the writing. I, I would actually say uh, the script for the original version that uh-huh. he wanted to make, that leaked like years oh, and I years, never... years ago. I read that thing. Um, there are a couple of parts where I was like, that doesn't need to be in there. But the general flow of the story mm-hmm. and like... The writing is a little bit old. It reminds me of, I don't know if you saw The Lighthouse. Yeah. Like, very old-timey, but I think it works for that. I just yeah. think maybe it would lose an audience at points. But the, like, the really big one, I, when I read that all the way through, I I understood. I may have spoiled parts of whatever movie he decides to make. Yeah. But I trust him with it because, like, from a writing perspective, it very much just felt like the book. Yeah. Like, he was- Well, that's why I think quite, it was good is because yeah. he wasn't, it's kind of like- Game of Thrones was really good until they ran out of book material. Yeah. And that's not to say Guillermo del Toro is bad at writing in mm-hmm. any way. I just think sometimes when I notice he has way more creative input in like the actual story arc of whatever it is. When he's inventing what's happening. Yeah, yeah. when he's inventing full cloth what's happening, it kind of loses direction. And sometimes that that's true of some artistic people. Mm-hmm. Like um, his mind is very good at taking a story and making it real, like a text mm-hmm. story and making it real. The part where he has to make a text story, I guess that's the lesson from Shape of Water, because I think that was solely, mostly him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ha- like had a hand in creating the actual story, and then he made it real. That one, and then also, what was the one with the red ghosts? Oh, red sh- ghosts? Yeah, there was like a vat of clay that was making these ghosts red in this old house. It was like gothic. Yeah. Kinda. It was... It was 
it was one of those movies where like they pitched it as like a horror movie. All the trailers made it look like a horror movie, and, and then, then I went it to wasn't. go watch it in theaters. And there were some horror elements, but it was very clearly like a romance. Yeah, it was. It was definitely not a high note. I know exactly. That sounds right, but there's I a part so. of me that wants to say that. I'm only thinking that because of Twin Peak and Peak and Word Association. Yeah, I'm not. I'm pretty sure it's it's Crimson Peak. So the first episode, really good. Obviously, it's kind of hard to watch the entire uh, series because you know each episode is like watching two anime episodes, and I was already powering a bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, refresh. Partially, I also took time to refresh myself on Call of the Night because I hadn't watched in a while, and there's now a dub. So I said, I'll give the dub a try. I didn't like the dub. No. I that that if it wasn't for the original i wouldn't have i wouldn't have rated as high but back to del toro it seems good enough that i will i'll i'll watch more uh dream of uh, dreams in the witch house yeah dreams in the witch house why am i suddenly fading uh dreams in the witch house was good enough mm-hmm. i wouldn't say it was perfect but then again a lot of lovecraft adaptations just aren't that great like like uh not Del Toro, but like whoever made the Dagon, the one that's set in like rural Spain. That was the same guy who did, I believe, Herbert West Reanimator. Yeah, re- well, Reanimator was good, but that's because Re-Animator that one good, actor yeah. carried the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Dagon one set in Spain, very much one was based off of not Dagon, yeah, but off of um, Shadow. Yeah, Shadow, uh, Shadow over Innsmouth. Uh, and uh, then so also it was gave up on Shadow of Rinsmith like halfway through. Yeah, like it quickly became okay. This is sort of inspired by, but not Shadow of Rinsmith. It's like half half Shadow of Rinsmith and like half like a, maybe like a zombie or vampire movie. Yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah. Um. So I can't fault him because I think Lovecraft is always going to be hard to do. It's yeah. it's hard. You can get the theme, but actually recreating those stories as they are told is super challenging. Mm-hmm. So I'll give credit, and maybe even that's why he felt he couldn't do uh, Mountains of Madness. But I think that, that's the one that would be the most doable as a film. I read that script. Yeah, I, I did not read the script, so I don't he know. Can do. I think the problem maybe why he didn't get approval. Uh, reading that movie, that movie would have cost a shit ton of money. Yeah, nowadays it is very hard to do any film that's gonna like not guarantee. Like that's why there's it so many. It has to be guaranteed. That's why there's money. so many sequels, remakes, or Marvel schlock. Is that well, even th- when he did Nightmare Alley, like Guillermo del Toro is a director who has been shown that he can put asses in seats for the most part, even for that one because it, I assume because it was something that was new, mm-hmm. wasn't based off of anything. There's no automatic audience draw. Yes, it was considered a commercial failure because it only made $30 million. They also only gave him a budget of $50 million, which sounds like a lot. But when you're talking about a completely stacked cast, you had Bradley Cooper, you had Willem Dafoe, you had, uh, God, what's that one blonde lady, Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Like to be honest, who, they need to start getting new actors. I think. Yeah. Like, but people who cost money. That, that one movie dude from was probably, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, that movie was probably made on very very low budget yeah because it was because even though it was del toro it was a property that wasn't guaranteed to make them a bunch of money so yeah so like hollywood american media is very skeptical about anything where they're like well if it doesn't have a built-in audience yeah that's why they that's why we're getting that's why we've been culturally stuck in like the 80s and 90s is -hmm. because they really don't want to take any risks of creating anything new so like that's why it feels like no decent film has real or property has been made since like everything seems to come either have been in production or have been made in the 90s or the very early 2000s at the latest. And that's the reason why you see a lot of like reboots that are like a new no. take on a thing. 
I, I think it's because you have to guarantee. Jordan Peele's movies have been pretty good. Jordan Peele's movies have done really well. Uh, the Daniels have been pretty good. Swiss, the Swiss Army Man was Swiss good. Swiss Army Man was good. Yeah, but I Swiss Army Man was also not a commercial did Color, yes. Did Color everything. Out of Space do the Nicholas, well? Yes. The yeah, because that one, one did well, but that was also a movie where they... Like, it, watch the movie. It's a very good movie mm-hmm. for what they were able to do on the budget. They yeah. were give, they were not given a big budget. Yeah. And also, but my, I mean, my main man, Cage, you know. I'm that's honest. also because of Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah. Like, Nicolas Cage is, from what I've seen of his career, the kind of guy who you can hand a script and $5 to, and if he likes the script, he'll do it. Yeah. And that yeah. was his production. If there's company, a movie about it, right? my life, I want uh, Nicolas Cage to play me. Both. I believe that's the same company. Yeah, I've watched Color of Space as soon as it came out. Fucking yeah. loved it. It was good. It was hella good. So, like, maybe, you know, there's there's more willingness to give Lovecraft a try. Because, honestly, I can't think of Nowadays, any. Nowadays, yes. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. in, in this era of creative drought, at least in Western production, which is why this is an anime podcast, because it's the only place creativity still exists. Um, just go back to the well, dig up some Lovecraft, put it out there. The one thing I hate is... Every time I've seen someone do that, it's almost always followed by a statement being like, "Well, we don't appreciate that Lovecraft was a racist." Yeah, yeah. Bad, like, right back. Yeah, like you don't like have either. to do that. You, like you don't have to trash him; he's dead already. It doesn't. I mean, matter. not just that, but also like you go far back enough, like that's gonna be unavoidable. Yeah. Sometimes bad people, like even if he was a bad person, sometimes bad people make good shit. Right? Yeah. I don't think there's necessarily a problem with recognizing that, like, you know, some bad people make good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did oh. you think about the witch one? Basically, it was it was good enough. Like I, I okay, I kind of know. I almost psychically think I know where you're gonna go, and I'm excited to hear exactly mm-hmm. what you're gonna say. I guess I'm just so starved for anything that is faithful enough to Lovecraft yeah. that I'm willing to tolerate, even if it isn't like super great. Like mm-hmm. the movie Dagon, I thought I decided I would rate it even higher than it deserves, just because yes, finally something and it's decent enough. I could watch it more than once. It's not a good movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah, like and I think. I mean, but also Herbert West. Yeah, <laughs> like reanimate, but a fun movie. Yeah, reanimator. I'll rewatch that a million times. Yeah. So I appreciated that he's returning to that, and it's a sign that we might get at the Mountains of Myth. So I guess that's the only reason I was like, okay, so he's still open to it. Yeah. For all to put down that the mixture of Unsolved Mysteries intro and Tales from the Crypt, the opening intro slash storytelling I thought was well-written and gave nostalgia to the 90s era of suspenseful mystery, mystery. Add the mixture of more realism and use of music, and the Netflix has a hit. I could only watch the first episode. I did not continue. The previews of the season episodes look good, and I will probably, and will probably have a great story in 44 minutes, as Lot 36 did. But personally, I cannot put myself uh, to watching it. There's a fine line that I do not cross, because I do believe the supernatural plays a role in our world. But for all the TV horror lovers, yes, the show is for you. No rating because I only watched one and I refuse to watch any more, which I understand. Mm -hmm. The title does make you curious. Recommend to my cousin who loves X-Files and anyone who watches the sci-fi channel. Oh, one thing we didn't mention. Unsolved Mysteries is a good reference. Cabinet of Curiosities is actually based on a book. Yeah. His book. Guillermo del Toro's book, Cabinets of Curiosity, from, like, 2013. And I it was like a book of, like, notes that he put together of 
just stories he liked and little bits of whatever. So that's sort of where that comes from. I, I really like the cabin thing. And mm-hmm. it was open it up. Yeah, that was cool. For, and it, I, does it open up for the other ones? Because yes. it only opened up for... It opened up all the way for Pikmin's model. Mm-hmm. For the intro of Pikmin's model, it straight up opened up like a book because the, the which one, it just a little compartment comes yeah. out. And I was like... It's different for each one. A di- it, my guess is that that thing is one practical machine mm-hmm. one well yeah you thing can hear all built, the right? gears turning but it's probably built in such a way that you can move one cool thing for each episode and so what are they're like nine right i think so there's probably nine ways you can open that thing and at a certain point maybe they were like this only deserves a drawer <laughs> whereas yeah. like for yeah. pikmin's model he There's opened a little it more up. there, yeah, there he and it opens it up all, all the way. Yeah. Because that's the one that I watched was Pikmin's model. And then the, the, we I guess all three of us watched the the House of the Witch Dreams or whatever. Witch yeah. yeah. Pikmin's model was cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I'll probably watch that one next. Yeah, that was the first one I watched. And I was like, fuck yeah. This is badass. Do you do you mind if I get into my thoughts on yeah. it? Yeah. So I want to I wanna juxtapose both of them together because they're both Lovecraft. I thought Pikmin's model was a really, really good adaptation of a Lovecraft story because all of the bones of Pikmin's model are there. It is pretty much Pikmin's model built outwards. Uh So in the story, you're sort of just dropped in. You're following a dude who knows a guy named Richard Upton Pikmin who is really good at painting but paints real fucked up shit and has gone missing. And the guy has to – you know, he he goes to his studio to figure out what happened to this – Pikmin guy that he knows and that's where he finds a creature and realizes Pikmin has been drawing things he's seeing in real life and yeah. these things really exist and it's a very bare bones story I think like a show goth kind of deal yeah well he no I believe it's a ghoul which oh, okay. uh, um, Lovecraft describes ghouls very yeah yeah you're definitely specifically as like a weird wolf like being that comes out of the ground and eats corpses like you yeah. find them in graveyards so it's supposed to be this weird, gross, wolf-like thing. And the story just kind of ends. Yeah. So you're given this little bite-sized thing. He has another story called The Music of Eric Zahn, which I think is a better version of that kind of story. Uh-huh. But it's also harder to put to film. So I think them going with Pikmin's model in this one makes more sense. Yeah. But the story they do in Cabinets of Curiosity, um, one, I think they did a really good job in picking who they were going to play Pikmin. Because yeah. that's uh, Crispin Glover who was also in Willard, the movie about the rats. And he was really good about that one too. The guy who could control rats. Yeah. That was the, cool. The, was it me or the guy who plays Pigment? His accent was just fucking going in and out. Like, I okay, swear, yeah. sometimes he was just like, I'm Scottish. Be... And then other times no, he was no, just no. like, what the fuck? He was, he was doing an affectation of like an, of an, like an old Boston accent. Yeah. It, which was, it was throwing me off because I was like, the fuck i'm surprised was it like a transatlantic kind of like no it was genuinely like an, like a boston like an boston. old boston boston accent but the thing is i've, I've watched a lot care. of old movies and he did what they did it's just that accent doesn't exist anymore yeah that's what so i saying. think it it takes people out it might take people out a little bit because it's an old accent mm. but also the story takes place in 1920 whatever right uh, no 19 no. right it, it, the beginning it starts in 1910 and yeah. then later on when he yeah, it gets a little bit older. Yeah, it's like 1926 or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah, um, this one takes that that basic story of Pikmin's model and 
puts you uh, there with the main character, who is also a painter, mm-hmm. who finds out about Pikmin through a painting college that yeah. they're in. Miskatonic. Yeah, at yeah. Miskatonic the, University. Yeah, that yes. one. And we love then, that school. As the story progresses, you get all of those Go beats squid of, monsters. of like, <laughs> oh, he's drawing some creepy shit. But maybe, you know, he's just a, a weird person. Someone suggests, you know, maybe he's painting what he's seeing, like what we're supposed to be doing. And what yeah. he's seeing is different than us. And it affects the main character in a way that he's like kind of starting to get where Pikmin's coming from. And eventually you do get, where did Pikmin go? Yeah. Oh, he's back now. He's going to show me his work. And then boom. There's the thing. There's the payoff for it. So I really liked that one because it is very good at taking that core story and building outward from it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I didn't like about Dreams of the Witch House because Dreams of the Witch House is one of my favorite Lovecraft stories. Mm-hmm. In the story, you are just introduced to a guy who is uh, taking house at this place that is for rent that also has this like old was, legend of this. That was Ron Mason. Weasley, right? It is okay. Ron Weasley, yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. That, when I first I was like, hundred percent, that is Ron That's Weasley. Ron, right? It threw me off when he did an American accent, but I think uh, he did pretty good at it. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? But with Dreams in the Witch House, the elements are kind of there. Like in the story, you you are just presented this guy. He's renting this place. Uh, there's a story of this old witch, because I'm Mason, uh-huh. and there is a rat in in the fucking in the fucking show. They were like, "Oh, the rat's name is stupid. Let me switch it around to an also stupid name because they call him Jenkins Brown, which is dumb. Yeah, who, who... but also not like in the story, his name is Brown Jenkin, not." Also a dumb name, I will grant them that. But if you're gonna change the dumb name, to change just the it to reverse a of the dumb, dumb name. name. Like <laughs> they were like Jenkin Brown. Swap it around, throw an S at the end. Fucking Jenkins Brown, and it's like that... I think I just ignored it because I was like, "That's <laughs> such a trivial." Like I don't know why they did that, but I think my brain was just so happy to see anything Lovecraft yeah. that I just ignored it. I was like, "Fine." For me, like Brown Jenkins is a stupid name. I will grant them that. But if you're gonna change the stupid name, change it to a not stupid, or at name. least change it to a different name. Yeah, but for this one, it did have the elements of like there's there's a witch by the name of Kaziah Mason, there's a rat with a human face, there's a guy who is in this place that is got some weird stuff going on to it, but I think it very much feels like a different story that has like these Lovecraft skins because you're given the a, a shadowy figure that appears in Dreams in the Witch House in the story. Yeah. And it's very much implied that it's Nyarlathotep. Yeah. Um, you don't get that at all in this one, which is yeah. fine because, yeah, that could be an additional, you know, that could be like a hat on a hat. Maybe it doesn't work that well. But then you're given this, like, And it's hard to represent that, that like, guy. Yeah, this, like, witch that runs through some, like, ghost... She, like, Naruto runs through a ghost forest. Yeah. The, the, in, like, a weird way. The whole yeah, thing just felt kind of like a... Like, almost like Halloween Town. Kind of, yeah. Like, the only thing that was kind of gross to me was the rat. And that's, like, near the end. And also... That's... But that was it. The rat... I, I didn't like the portrayal of the rat either. Because, no. like, in, in the story, you're not presented with the rat immediately. You're presented with, like... The part that I'm fine with them skipping is... This is a room that has 
four walls and like seven corners. Like it's supposed to not make sense to look at. You just realize that the space you're inhabiting isn't is, right. Yeah, there's there's more space in here than there should be. And like aside from like Doctor Whoing it or building a set that's actually five walls, but you try to shoot it in a way that there's only four. Like you move things around, it can become really complicated to get that them dropping that makes sense because yeah, that's, that's a really complicated thing to communicate. It, it is. I mean, that's the, the whole thing about anything Lovecraft mm -hmm. is there are certain things in those stories that how the hell are you going to put this in cinema? How do you yeah. put this on a camera? Because yeah, it becomes really like a lot of the descriptions. The reason they work is because you're left. To, well, I mean, that's horror in general. You're left mm -hmm. to your imagination, but specifically Lovecraft. It's the fact that some of these things cannot easily be the point of indescribable horror is it's, that it's, it's hard to describe what right. the shit you're looking at yeah and that's what kind of makes it freaky is thing that you can't quite understand which admittedly when a lot of people do lovecraft stuff at all it's just writhing mass of tentacles with teeth mm, and yeah. eyes which and at a certain slimy, point you see writhing mass mass gooey. of tentacles with teeth and eyes enough that it becomes not that interesting to look at. Yeah, which is why you know we prefer our our show goths to be adorable uh, made anime girls. That's the, 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 I've seen I've seen the art I've seen the art I've been like oh there's it's a game cute. called uh, yes for love yes yes. yes. But no, for Dreams in the Witch House... I'll take my check now from the uh, producers. I have shilled <laughs> your game. Knock on my podcast. Would like uh, a little bit of a cut. <laughs> it's I mean, on we'll, Steam. We'll stream the game. Yeah. For, I uh, will 100... Yeah. Sponsor, you know. But um, no, for this one, it just... It felt to me like there's a lot of Lovecraft elements in a story that is just sort of fundamentally not a Lovecraft story because you're given like... This is, this is just a story about a witch. And I get that that makes sense because it's called Dreams in the Witch House, but the witch house is all wrong. It actually kind of looks like Hagrid's hut from the movies. The why of it all is wrong. Yeah. He's supposed to have interactions with a neighbor, yes, but not in this one. The neighbor knows what's going on. She's been going after this for like a long time. A lot of the elements of like the story that I think were the things that made it interesting. Yeah. Because you're presented with this is a, a house that was uh, – there was a witch here and she was uh, killed for witchness. Uh, and her bones are somewhere in this thing, uh, and that might Most affect you know the, the story. Spot. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Where does this human-shaped blood stain above yeah. me? Yeah. And so it's supposed to be like this box you're is labeled really... witch bones. I wonder what could be in here. <laughs> yeah. Like you're supposed to really doubt what's happening to them until it really goes off the rails. Yeah. The story in the show abandons a lot of that, and so for me, as a story, it was fine. In fact, wouldn't even give it that it was that great of a story yeah it wasn't like um, shakes it, it wasn't super high quality like uh, yeah the main i liked it enough to be like okay I, i'll watch this the whole way through mm -hmm. yeah there were a lot of problems and it basically wasn't the story mm -hmm. but it was close -ish. yeah it was an approximation it was, it was fine um, um i just i think as an adaptation of the story it left a lot if you're somebody who doesn't know about dreams in the witch house yeah it, this it would might hold be up. enough for you to be like Oh, let me check out that story. Yeah, and then you might be presented. With and which, to be perfectly honest, for most people, that is that what will it be the is case, like because yes. very few people have actually read. Like most people know Lovecraft stuff in a sense, yeah. but they don't, or or they know the stuff, they don't know where it's from. Whereas like, I've literally read every one of his stories in order of him writing it. I don't know if I've read them in order, but yeah, I've because, read them. Well, I I read them in order because I I heard from someone else that if you read them in order, you actually do start to see how Lovecraft as a person changes a lot of his okay. opinions. And so I was like, let me. See 
see if they're they're right. And a lot of like his early work is like three paragraphs and the whole story is done. And so like you can really burn through a lot of yeah, that you can stuff, get through that stuff quick, um, pretty quickly. And really, the only ones that take up time are Dreams in the Witch House, Call of Cthulhu, Innsmouth, and maybe like two or three other ones. I think Red Hook takes a little bit of time, can. but they're really short for the most part. My first one was Rats in the Walls. Rats in the I walls, started yeah. with that one, and admittedly, I started with a BBC uh, audio cast of it, mm-hmm. so a drama, to those, and then I read the story. And then from there, Dagon, and then Dagon, Shadow over Innsmouth, Shadow over Innsmouth, Mountains of Madness. And then I read all the short stories mm-hmm. afterwards because I was like, okay, what else is there? And then I was like, okay, they're a lot shorter. I could just burn through this. Yeah. And I've got his books on my little shelf there. Yeah. I'm like, Look at this. This, uh, this one, the which one? I'm thinking about it. Kind of gives me like the first Scooby-Doo movie vibes. Oh, I don't want to be that harsh. Like, the way she's running after the guy, Ron, yeah. at some point, I was like, I can see that in a Scooby-Doo movie. I will grant the the Ron guy, I forget his name, it's Rupert something. He has, like, a real British name. He was good in this. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I, I genuinely think it was just, like, a writing problem. Mm. Maybe if it... I get that the story has a lot of things that are hard to adapt, but maybe if there's a lot of things that are hard to adapt, you pick something else to adapt. Yeah, like it would have made more sense, honestly, to do Rats on the Walls, because that's pretty easy to replicate. There's nothing in Rats that is like... The only thing that I could think of is the ending of it, because the ending of Rats on the Walls involves him going a little bit nuts. nuts, And and so the, the languages he's starting to hear, like... The words. Yeah, he starts start speaking Gaelic yeah. and he starts speaking old whatever. Well, I mean, yeah. they did it with but... uh, Pikmin with the pictures you hear it in the background whenever they would you look at the picture. No, no, no. But I mean, the part specifically that scene might be hard to adapt. But I'm saying, like, for the most part, I think part, it'd be easier to adapt one scene versus the whole. Because oh, like a, a lot of which house is you're dealing with like stuff. That... A big part of this is the environment is Wrong. really weird to perceive. Like. You look at it, you're pretty sure there's four walls, and then you turn your head, and you've passed, like, nine of them. Yeah, like, I think with, the ceiling is wrong. With rats, there's only one problem you got to work through is how to depict the end versus yeah. which and some... Then again, color color out of... Color out of space? Yeah, uh, that, that I mean, did it. That one's pretty simple. Yeah, but they really had to, like... I, I don't think that movie would have worked if it were literally anybody else doing it, because yeah. I think... The, well, the way they creatively worked around some of the things that are supposed to be imperceptible yeah. worked. But um, that, you know, cage, just yeah. don't quit. You know, no, nothing, you, you can't stop the cage. You know, yeah. once the cage is in there, it's a great movie. That's a fact. I stand by that 100%. Yeah. For me, I just, I wonder, is there, is there like a popularity around Dreams in the Witch House? I can't say that that's, like, I really like that one. It, I can't say that many people. People no, it, I it actually think it isn't that. I almost get why they picked it, just because the name alone is enticing enough that yeah. like people are like, oh, dreams. It's sort of dreamy. It's ethereal. Witch, a witch house. Involved, they yeah. know what a witch is. Because let's face it, most people don't know the more obscure Lovecraft yeah. works. The extent most people know about Lovecraft, they know about like Cthulhu and like yeah. weird squid face monster. Uh, they've seen it in a million video games. They've probably heard it. Uh, maybe maybe if they're a little bit more in the know, they know about um um uh, shadow, They know about the main story, Shadow over Innsmouth, or they've yeah. heard of uh, Mountains of Madness, and they maybe even know what a Shogoth is, or at least know. Of the I would word. imagine if they watched Lovecraft Country, they have a, an idea. I did not actually the, end up watching Lovecraft Country. Show, yeah, that the Shogoths in there. Look, no, 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 they're completely different. Those than are that, like but big I'm, ass dog vampire. I mean, dogs. more so they would. They're aware that a Shogoth is like a thing. Yeah, they they, they would know. If you were to give them like Azathoth, they'd be like, "What the fuck is?" Yeah, that? like Nile Nile 
Nyarlathotep. Yeah, Nyarlathotep. Whatever. It's not supposed to even be sayable by humans, so I'm doing it right. Well, no, because he's supposed to be like like the the entity or whatever that compels the creation or the establishment of the first capital of Egypt. Hotep is supposed to be separate than Nyarlathotep. Yeah. People say Nyarlathotep, but that's wrong. It's supposed to be Nyarlathotep. Okay, I'll, I'll roll with that. Yeah. But, well, the point being, like, though, then you're getting into, like, okay, only, like, a handful of people who've, like, actually, like, gotten way too into the books. Not way too, there's no such thing as too into the books. But, like, well, I guess if you're really into his earlier work for um, uh, 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 reasons, you know. Yeah, he wrote some, he, he wrote one particularly bad thing, yeah. I will say. Yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're one of those people, if you're, if you're on, if you're on a certain boards on 4chan and you love that work for that reason, then yeah, maybe you're too into, Yeah, you could stand to be less into Lovecraft. Or you could uh, be, you could be a little bit more into his later shit. Yeah, but I get why they picked it because yeah. the name is enticing, whereas Rats in the Walls maybe wouldn't have the same punch just yeah. the title because like often sometimes just the title of things is enough to get people into it i'd have to imagine that's got to be the reason why they would pick that one then cause yeah cause, also for pikmin i did like I how they put in the that that drawing where you know it's just a bunch of his art his creatures and then his head like on the serving platter yeah. thing i like that they did that mm-hmm. that's pretty cool that that was definitely a shift from pikmin's model the story does not uh like you're told he 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 draws a lot of creepy shit, mm-hmm. but like the main character is never really pulled into it until the final point. But I can mm-hmm. understand why that connection had to be made because you can't make a horror story surrounding one creature and one painting where that gets revealed in the final five minutes of an hour long thing. That would be annoying to watch. Yeah. So then building up from there, I thought Pikmin's model individually, that's like a that's like a nine out of ten adaptation of that thing. I think Dreams in the Witch House is closer to like a three or a four. Yeah. It I, has a lot of the right elements in the wrong way. I like all of this in general. I'm going to go back to watch the rest of them. Oh, yeah, 100%. I definitely think this is one where um, whether or not you're into Guillermo del Toro is is not as relevant to this. I think as long as you're into horror, you like anthologies, you want to try a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and, and check it's this one out. admittedly very good that we have like – another anthology yeah. of horror out there that isn't American Horror Story because uh, I am not a big uh, no, American Horror Story. It's maybe the first season was like, oh, this is interesting. But the fact that it's on main cable, you can't mm-hmm. have as much stuff on there. I'm going to I'm gonna f- keep watching. I'm not going to be able to binge watch it. I'm going to have to like pace myself because I don't have any free time and B, yeah. you know, who, who has, you know. They're also just longer episodes. They're um, usually about an hour. Which house was good enough for me to be inter- entertained yeah. even if it had its flaws just because god you know there's so little lovecraft content that's mm-hmm. like even halfway the story like to be perfectly honest for all of its faults that's probably one of the better adaptations that is out there in the yes. world and that's not even a good thing to say no, that's literally just saying most people take the lovecraft name and they build something else yeah there's so much hot garbage out there that like anything that is at least polished yeah. enough that I'm like, you know what? Good enough. I will give you A for it. You tried. You tried. Yeah. I pass you. Because I think that's one of the things that soured me on Lovecraft Country was that is very much a property that takes the names of some Lovecraft things yeah, and like does something completely the, I different with bear, it. I watched only a little bit of that and lost all interest because it was yeah. clearly 
not Lovecraft yeah. at all. And it was just another another Peel story. And they always kind of th- just, whenever that happens, it always just makes me think like you, you picked the name because you knew you could make money off the yeah. name, not because you actually. And like, that is my like name. downside on, on Peel is. In producing clear, that show. Clearly yeah. this was, how can I get money? I'll use some Lovecraft elements, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not a Lovecraft story. And to be, Honest, it's kind of a, this is my one gripe appeal. Has one story to tell, and yep. that's it. I mean, there's only so many times you can like tell that same story before it's like got Do it. Something else, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, Guillermo del Toro for for his fa- failing to make at the Mountains of Madness at least can tell lots of different stories. Yeah, and that's now, what makes him all, great. They are usually you know revolving around some sort of social issue, but at the very least, they're varied. Yeah. So it or the or the plot isn't super like it's not super predictable. Like I don't I don't necessarily know how this is gonna end. Yeah. Or in the case of like Pan's Labyrinth or even The Devil's Backbone. Yeah. They might be you know to people who are from the area that it's being discussed might think it's pretty heavy handed, but to an American who doesn't have any idea of what's going on or what has happened. Mm-hmm. revolving you know this particular thing in some other country yeah it doesn't come off as bad because like devil's backbone and it, and you're not required to, to to enjoy it you're not required to know those things yeah. whereas there are some properties where like if you don't know the politics of the time period and region and yeah. that person you actually don't even understand what you're looking at yeah i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people sort of shy away from media that deals with because like there's always that idea right of like i don't want politics in my blah 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 People generally mean they don't want headlines. And I think that's the reason why people don't want headlines is because usually six months to a year down the line, yeah, this it is, loses this is a gone. lot of its like, traction. Like going back to Del Toro's failure, in my opinion, uh, Shape of Water, that is only remembered by somebody who's so angry about it that they can't let it go. It was very, it's weird to say that it's very much of its time when it was two, three, three years ago, right? Three years ago, I think. And, and it worked three years ago. I wouldn't of. even say it worked necessarily three years well, ago. Well, I, I say it worked insofar as it, it, it got him an award about something that was topical at that yeah, moment. Yeah, people but, were talking about it at the moment. People aren't really talking but yeah, about like, it anymore. Yeah, like very, very realistically in the next couple of years, like eh, on some level, everything before 2020 might as well be another like people are forgetting everything. Like, I mean, not just that, but like we just went through like a, a worldwide pandemic. I give it like three years before that gets real boring to talk about. Yeah. Before that, we went through the swine flu. And I remember even after that, we were still getting like episodes of stuff involving it. And it was like was uh, a couple years it. ago. I'm, I'm over it. Like that's the thing I loved about Breaking Bad. They didn't take any moment to talk about how 9/11 would have happened in that time <laughs> time yeah. period. Like I don't, ca- I was there. Don't need any reminder. To be fair, he kind of in Breaking Bad kind of causes his own 9/11. Yeah. Though, oh, that's right. <laughs> I think that's my only, like, that's the only thing that sticks out about that show to me that was like, maybe we could have not had that. Yeah, um, yeah overall, I'm going to say great series. Yeah. Um, Even if some episodes aren't, like, perfect, like, look, if you're a hyper Lovecraft fan and you can't turn it off for a second mm-hmm. to just enjoy the ride, yeah, there's going to be, I mean, okay, yeah, Witch House has its flaws. Mm-hmm. I'm so starved for anything that's even vaguely halfway decently correct. Like, that yeah. isn't just a shameless cash grab or blah, 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 blah. Like, Lovecraft Country, obviously, that wasn't Lovecraft. That was just trying to get money out of me. Um, 
I guess some portion of my my you know so, some cash went to it. This and it's not only just Lovecraft. Yeah. Like you know, um, this happens with a lot of people. Yeah, there's there's lot lot thirty six. Not it's not really a Lovecraft. Story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's demon summoning, and you could say that's kind of in the purview. But it's 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 a different kind of story. Yeah. So you're getting a good anthology. It's gonna be more violent than and and more explicit in certain details than uh, American Horror Story ever could be because mm-hmm. of just where it is. The writing is better because clearly Del Toro is deriving from a lot of works that are just better. Whereas, yeah, they already like exist. the only other horror, unfortunately, I can only compare it to American Horror Story because it's the only anthology that I know of right now. And that one in VHS, but VHS is also a completely different kind of Yeah, anthology. VHS is a different th- mm-hmm. animal. Where was I going with it? It's just good. It's good. Yeah, there we go. Right. Pro. Pro to end in line, in scene. It 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 are good. Yeah, I think the same. I mean, you know, getting getting uh different directors in to try their own hand too, like it's also just a really good way of figuring out whose style you like and whose style you don't like. I mean, overall I like this. I'd say, you know, if you're remotely into horror stuff, give it give it a watch. Yeah. Same. This one, right off the bat, I was like, yep, I already like this. It, yep. it doesn't matter. Now all it needs is a mech and I'm salt. <laughs> Throwing a gun. But I think that's it for the episode, right? Mm-hmm. We killed it. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug? Yo, V Shoujo has a new uh, uh, VTuber also named oh, Nazana. Right. Yeah. Who uh, <clears throat> might be a former whole live necromancer who, uh, you know, is adorable in every way. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll plug that. I'm enjoying that. <laughs> I'm currently not selling or shilling anything, so I've got nothing. I've got nothing to uh, offer yet. I'm, there you go. I need to come up with something. I need to make a. I need to make my own uh, video game that I can plug, like play Raid Shadow Legends. You gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. Give me money. It'll be the best gotcha you've ever had. <laughs> you want your waifu? Spend your mom's money. Do it now. But anyway, that's it for the show, right? Yep, that is it. Right, thank you guys for listening. Yep. Yeah. Based. Bye.